Another week of um, everything NHL, the hockey segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and we're here with our hockey expert, James Kumar. Hey, what's up, man? So, so uh, this week, we're going to go over some more signings and we'll take a look at um, NHL.com's top 50 defense um, list. How does that sound? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a few signings this week. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, top 50 defensemen for fantasy. We'll just give our input, I guess, where we feel guys should be. And we'll sort of, uh, I guess, uh, give our opinion on the rankings. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll start with um, a duck signing. I think Cam Twa, Jones, and Mahura. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so three guys got signed. Max Comtois was the duck scoring leader last season. He had 33 points in 55 games. Uh, he was really solid. Um, he ended up getting a two-year deal. Um, and then um, Max Jones, um, he, he was okay, only 11 points in 46 games. Uh, he still, I guess, has room to grow. He's pretty young. Got a three-year deal from them. And then I guess uh, Mahura, he's a free agent defenseman. He signed a two-year deal. Um, he played only 13 games last season. He had four points. So um, I guess uh, these are just some young guys. Um, they also signed Lundestrom and Sam Steele also I'm seeing here. So they just signed a, a bunch of their young guys to affordable deals. So Anaheim's not really breaking the bank over these guys. I guess they're just sort of signing them to like uh, low-end deals. And I guess, I guess just seeing if they're going to pan out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, a Washington Capital signing. Um, I think Sam Sanov was signed to a one-year, $2 million contract. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's just value, right? Uh, he's going to be their starting goalie, most likely, unless Henrik Lundqvist comes back fully healthy. But or else, yeah, this guy's going to be their starting goalie. They're only paying him $2 million, So it's kind of like a prove it deal. I know Sam Sonov had a lot of injury issues last year, COVID issues. Um, but yeah, if he can, I guess, just get back on the right track that, I mean, they could have a value in terms of uh, starting goalies. Yeah. I like this deal for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like if Lundqvist does come back, then they still have really two good, like starter quality goalies. And I mean, they got Vanacek back from Seattle in a trade. So, I mean, they could have three good goalies. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to uh, New Jersey signing. Um, what do you think of um, Quokinen getting signed uh, by the Devils? Yeah, he got um, a, a deal. It's two years, uh, $3.65 million total, so $1.825 per year. Um, I mean, he was a rookie last year. He had 25 points in 50 games. So he had a point every other game as a rookie, so not too bad. Um, yeah, he seemed to be playing pretty well. So I guess he's one of those young guys that they're just looking to develop. So I think the deal is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to the Flyers signing. Um, what do you think of um, Hart getting paid $11.94 million for three years? Um, yeah, I think it's actually pretty low risk. He's getting, what, 3.98 per year. 
I know he had a rough year last year, but he's a solid young goalie. The guy's only 22 years old. Most goalies don't even make the league until they're like maybe 24 or 25. So he started really early. I believe he broke into the league around 19 or 20. Um, he had a rough year last year. He's solid the years before that. So I think it's probably just time for him to have a bounce back year. And then that contract could end up being a bargain for the Flyers. So I think, um, yeah, he, he dealt through injuries last year as well. It just wasn't a great year for him. I think he'll definitely have a better season this coming year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, the Lightning signing. Um, what do you think of um, Colton signing with the Lightning? Yeah, obviously Tampa Bay's lost some depth over the offseason because of the salary cap. So uh, signing a depth guy like Ross Colton, who scored some pretty key goals for them in the playoffs last year, he's getting $1.125 uh, per year over two years. Um, yeah, uh, it's just a depth signing, low cost. I mean, it's great for the players. He can prove uh, his worth, and it's great for the team as they're getting a good value in a, in a player. So I really like it. For sure. And we can move on to um, Chester Erkin signing four years with the Rangers. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, he's been a pretty solid goalie over the past two years for them. He got a four-year deal here. Um, yeah, I, I really like what, what he's done for them. Um, yeah, last season, I believe he went 16, 14, and 3 on a non-playoff team. So, I mean, um, yeah, really solid. Uh, 2.62 goals against uh, average and 9.16 save percentage. Uh, he had 31 starts, really solid. Um, yeah, he's going to be a star goalie for them, um, I guess, for years to come. So, um, yeah, I, I think they definitely uh, locked him up, uh, you know, on the short term. It's only four years, but, um, yeah, he definitely uh, should be a good goalie for them. Yeah, the Rangers are like – they're on the edge of being able to make it into the playoffs. Um, I guess they play in a tough division, so it's not going to be easy for them, but um, they might have a chance in the future, I think. Yeah, I mean, out of teams in the current Metro division that made the playoffs last year, obviously you have Carolina, Pittsburgh, Washington, uh, you have the New York Islanders, and uh, yeah, you have teams like that that were in the playoffs last year. So they're sort of going to have to take the next step. I think they are better uh, than teams like Columbus, for sure, uh, like New Jersey. Um, I'm trying to remember who else in the division. Philadelphia. I think them and Philadelphia are sort of those bubble teams in this division where, you know, they're trying to take the next step. And then you got those four ahead. So maybe uh, a team like the Islanders who aren't as good in the regular season, if they somehow take a step back. Or, um, you know, maybe Carolina takes a step back, then I guess maybe that's a chance for the Rangers to, you know, uh, get through. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess we can move on to the next signing. Um, I think Vrana is signing a three-year contract with the Red Wings. So um, what do you think about this? Yeah, honestly, um, I believe it was around $5 million, if I'm not mistaken, per year. Um, yeah, he's young. He's only 25. Um, he was one of the, the best uh, guys coming via trade last season for the Red Wings. Um, he had 36 points in 50 games, but he had 11 points in 11 games after he got traded to Detroit. So he was a point-per-game player in Detroit. So they really like him. They really think he's going to be a star. So, um, yeah, I... I like the signing. I feel like it's low risk because it's only three years and he can, I guess, take time to develop. And if he becomes that superstar, then of course they'll be paying him more after the three years. 
So it's pretty much a low risk, high return kind of um, deal. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work out, you just move on from him. So yeah, like, I think I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, the Hurricanes um, getting Anderson and uh, Ranta. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, it, honestly, them changing their whole goaltending uh, this offseason is interesting. Um, yeah, they had Mrazic, uh, obviously signed with Toronto. They had Nedeljkovic. Uh, he ended up getting traded to Detroit. And then they had Reimer, who ended up signing with the Sharks. So they bring in Freddie Anderson from Toronto. They bring in Antti Ranta from the Coyotes. Yeah, I mean, new goaltending. Um, obviously, they want to go a little bit cheaper, I think. Um, so they ended up doing that. Uh, they they couldn't keep Dougie Hamilton either on defense. So um, I guess they're trying to sign a lot of their young players, and then some of them they couldn't keep. So, but yeah, we'll have to see how this Hurricanes team is looking. But I think both goalies are solid, assuming they can stay healthy, because both of them weren't healthy last year. Yeah, I guess that's going to be the biggest question. Um, can the Hurricanes keep their goalies healthy? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think so. And with that, I guess we can move on to a Flames acquisition. Um, they ended up getting um, Coleman from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, um, definitely uh, Coleman, uh, really solid. Um yeah, I, I, we might have talked about him last time. I can't remember. But, yeah, he was a depth scorer for the Lightning. Um, obviously pretty clutch for them in the playoffs. And then, um, yeah, he, he got paid by Calgary. So we'll see if he can keep up his production there. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, Pionk signing four years uh, with the Jets. Um, I think he's getting $5.875 every year. So what do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think he pretty much earned it. He had 32 points in 54 games as a defenseman. That's really solid. He's only 26 years old. Um, I, I guess, you know, it's uh, it's a good deal for a defenseman that they really believe can be one of their top offensive options. And I think the Jets really reworked their defense this offseason. So, yeah, I like what they're doing. I like this signing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess we can move on to another free agency signing. Um Reinhardt signing three years with the uh, Panthers. Um, what do you think about this? Yeah, um, he came in that trade at the deadline last year from Buffalo. Um, they, I think they gave up a first-round pick and goalie Devin Levi. Um, yeah, so for him to sign with them long-term, uh, well, three years, uh, so I guess short-term. But yeah, he was really solid. He had 40 points in 54 games last year. And I mean, that was mostly playing for Buffalo all year. So they were the worst team in the league and he almost, uh, he led them in scoring and, you know, it was pretty close to a point per game. So I definitely like him as a player. He'll play on the first or second line in Florida. So they definitely got a good player with that signing. Yeah. And Florida had a really good offense. So it makes their offense even scarier to play against. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They're definitely a really solid offense. I guess the battle of Florida this coming season is going to be even better than the last one. Yeah, I mean, with Tampa Bay losing a lot of their depth and then Florida just keep getting better and better, it'll definitely be closer for sure. And I guess we can move on to another um, Jets signing. I think they ended up uh, getting cop for one year, $3.64 million. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he had a breakout year last year. Um, yeah, he set career highs in goals, assists, and points. So, 
a really solid 15 goals, 24 assists, 39 points in 55 games. This guy was mostly playing on the third line a lot of the year. So pretty solid totals for the amount of minutes he played. Um, yeah, they locked him up because um, he was one of their depth scorers last year. And that's one thing the Jets lacked in the playoffs was depth scoring. So you keep a guy that's that's scoring for you and you'll definitely, um, I guess, improve that depth uh, and just, and, you know, keeping the guys that are scoring the goals for you is always good. So yeah, really solid signing. Yeah. I mean, they were up against um, the Montreal Canadians and they were just on fire this playoffs, I think. They played really good defense against pretty much every team they played against. So um, I guess if if it was like um, a team with slightly weaker defense, maybe the Jets could have beaten them. But um, I guess adding some more depth scoring would be able to address something like that happening again. Yeah, and also the Jets are moving back to the West next year. So the West is a little bit easier. So they might have a chance to make a run there in the playoffs, being in the central division. I think with them being with a lot of the Eastern teams, especially Canadian teams, it was really tough. Um, but yeah, I definitely think the Jets should be a playoff team next year. Um, and yeah, in their division, it is going to be tough, but I think that they might have the depth to get things done in the West. Yeah, for sure. And um, I guess, uh, do you have any other thoughts for um, free agency this week? Yeah, I think there was one more signing earlier today. Joe Thornton signing a one-year deal with the Panthers, so another depth forward for uh, Florida. Um, yeah, he's 42 years old, um, 14th all-time in career NHL points, so he's been playing for a long time. Yeah, it's his 24th season. Um, he had 20 points in 44 games with the Leafs last year. So, I mean, even at his age, he's still able to put up points. So, I mean, that's just another depth piece for Florida, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, uh, he probably wants to go down south, you know, to finish his career. Obviously, Florida is a nice area. So, yeah, I think he, he you know, he didn't have playoff success with the Leafs. So, he's like, you know, maybe I'll go to Florida and see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of longevity, we talk about like players like Tom Brady in football playing in his 40s. This guy's like 42 and he's still playing and hockey is a pretty physical sport. So it's pretty impressive that he can make it this long. Yeah, I think one of the main things is his size. I believe he's like 6'3 or 6'4. So, um, yeah, he can pretty much take some of the beating that uh, maybe some smaller players at his age wouldn't be able to take. I think that's just my opinion on it. Yeah, for sure. It'll be kind of interesting to see if he ends up like being 50 years old and he's still playing in the league or something. Yeah, I mean, he's played over 1,600 games, so that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, maybe he'll break a record for like most games played or something. Yeah, I think his buddy from San Jose, uh, Patrick Marlowe, uh, actually got that record last year. So, so it's somewhere in the 1,800s for sure is the record so um yeah he's sixth in games played right now so yeah he is pretty close yeah so i guess if he lasts for maybe like a few more seasons he might be able to break that yeah for sure and i guess with that um that about wraps up the nhl signing so we'll move on to the defense list um it's about 50 players um on nhl.com that they thought should be in the top 50 um, what are your general thoughts on it? 
Okay, so we'll start with the top 10. We got Victor Hedman. Obviously, he should be number one. He's clearly the best defenseman in the NHL, whether it's scoring, whether it's covering categories. He gets hits, uh, shots, everything. So he definitely should be number one. We got Kale McCart, number two, obviously, really talented. Plays for the Colorado Avalanche, so he's got the upside with that. Then number three, they have Adam Fox. Yeah, I definitely like him. Obviously, the defenseman of the year last season playing for the Rangers. He's really solid as well. Um, I guess here at number four, they have Aaron Ekblad. I know he had a breakout year last year, but I'm not 100% sold on him compared to some of the other defensemen here that have really proved it um, over the years. Like John Carlson, definitely like above him. Probably Quinn Hughes as well. The only thing that concerned me last year was his plus minus being really bad. But other than that, Hughes is pretty solid. McAvoy solid as well. Alex Petrangelo, really solid. Dougie Hamilton moving to New Jersey. I guess we'll have to see how that fits him because they don't score as many points. Um, so yeah, maybe you have Ekblad and Dougie Hamilton, maybe around nine or 10. That's just my opinion on that. Oh, Seth Jones is at number 10 as well. Um, yeah, I guess they're expecting a breakout year from him in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, what do you think about, um, I guess 11 to 15? Yeah. So we got Shea Theodore here. He could even be in the top 10. I might like him a bit better than Seth Jones because, you know, Vegas a little more high scoring. Uh, Morgan Riley, probably around the same as Seth Jones, maybe. Tyson Berry's kind of low, actually. He led to all defensemen in points last year, um, playing for the Oilers, and he re-signed there, you know, getting to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl. I really think that they're disrespecting him a little bit. He could even be in the top 10 as well. Um, we got Miro Haskin in here for Dallas, really solid. Chris Letang, Pittsburgh, solid. Roman Yossi for Nashville, absolutely. Tory Krug, St. Louis. Yeah, Darnell Nurse, Edmonton. Here's another low one. I don't know why they're really disrespecting Oilers defensemen, but um, both Nurse and Barry were top 10 defensemen in fantasy last year, I believe. And uh, yeah, just ranking them both outside the top 10. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really tough uh, for me. I definitely would have them a little bit higher. Obviously, Drew Doughty at 19. Well, I ended up going uh, to the top 20, so I'll just keep going. Um, John Klingberg at 20. Yeah, I guess you could have those two in there. Yeah, I guess for like the Edmonton players, I guess maybe the, I guess they're looking at um, both regular season and playoffs. So maybe, I guess because the Oilers didn't make it past the first round, they're kind of um, ranking the defensemen on, in Edmonton a little bit lower. Yeah, I don't think they should be doing that, though, just because fantasy is just for the regular season, right? You just got to sort of rank players how they're going to play in the season. Uh, that's why um, I know people will say, oh, I disrespect this team, disrespect that team. But I mean, I'm not talking about playoffs. I'm just talking about the season only. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that both Edmonton defensemen should be a little bit higher. Yeah, and... Like you said, they're a little bit underrated. They they didn't necessarily make it out of the first round, but they're still a really good team. Yeah, I mean, we talked about last week. They didn't even have Mike Smith in their top 25 goalies, and I believe he finished as a top 10 goalie last year in terms of stats. So, yeah, I, the disrespect, I don't know what it is, but um, the Oilers, just because they don't play well in the playoffs, doesn't mean they're not going to be a good regular season team because they definitely should be as long as they're healthy. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can uh, go from, I guess, 21 to 27. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so we got Jacob Chikrin, Arizona. Obviously, they don't expect him to have as, as good of a year as he had last year. That's understandable because it was the first time he did that. So they ranked him accordingly. 
Zach Wierenski, I actually think this could be a steal because, you know, you get Seth Jones out of Columbus now, so Wierenski's the main guy. And, I mean, if he can get his scoring back on track, he could provide, like, top 15 value, I feel like. So it's good steal at 22. With Thomas Shabbat, Ottawa, 23. Jeff Petrie, Montreal, 24. He's also pretty solid. I definitely would probably have him closer into my top 20. Then you got Mackenzie Wegar, Florida. That's a, that one's a little bit tough. I don't know if I'd have him that high. He's more of a defensive defenseman. Probably bring him a little bit lower than that. Ryan Ellis, Philadelphia, obviously new scenery for him. He should be really solid. And Ivan Provorov, Philadelphia, both of them uh, should, should provide equal scoring. And then, um, yeah, that that's top 27. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to, I guess, 28 to 33. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so we got Mikhail Sergachev here from Tampa. Um, yeah, it's a good spot for him. He's the second Tampa Bay guy uh, off the board. Definitely like that. Jared Spurgeon, Minnesota. Um, yeah, he, their captain, pretty solid. Um, he's, yeah, he's pretty solid in terms of statistics for fantasy. You got Tony D'Angelo, Carolina. I guess they, um, he's more of a riskier draft pick. He's talented in terms of like he he should be a top 20 defenseman if he's in the lineup obviously all the controversy um, the rangers have been through with him uh, we don't know how that's all going to work out in carolina but yeah if he gets playing time he'll definitely uh, be more valuable than where you're drafting him at neil pionk we just talked about him really solid i might even move him up a little bit he's really solid um sam gerard colorado and devon taves um yeah i definitely like sam gerard a little bit better um Devon Taves might move him down underneath some of these other guys but I think they have him that high just because his plus minus is going to be really good playing for Colorado yeah I feel like um I'm not sure how it is in the NHL but like for example in the NFL there's players that they kind of I guess they have a bad rep- reputation if they're good enough teams will tr- still like try to take a risk on that and hope that um, they're the team that kind of turns um, things around for that player. So I'm not sure if it's the same in the NHL. Well, one thing I've seen is like uh, Canadian reporters on the NHL will sort of um, be really high on uh, players from Canadian teams and uh, American uh, reporters be really low on players from Canadian teams. I've seen that happen. I'm seeing that with this list it's probably written by some American um, news writers. So um, I try to be as least biased as I can. Obviously, no one's perfect, but definitely see guys like Neil Pionk, Tyson Berry, and these guys, they definitely need to be a little bit higher, even though they're from Canadian teams. Yeah, it seems a little bit weird to see um, Pionk at like 31. Maybe he should be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, I, I believe he outscored Spurgeon this year. Obviously, outscored Tony D'Angelo. Provorov had a bad year so you see what I'm saying there are a few guys maybe you might take him over so uh, yeah definitely yeah for sure and I guess we can go from um, 34 to um, 40 what are your thoughts on those okay so we got Ty Smith New Jersey I guess they're just banking on him to have a breakout in his second season which is understandable Um, then they got Matt Dumba Minnesota pretty solid Oliver Ekman Larson Vancouver yeah, I think he should have a bounce back here in Vancouver. I think that's a good spot for him. Alec Martinez, Vegas. Yeah, really solid last year. He definitely can chip in different categories. 
Um, you got Matias at home from Nashville. Obviously, with Ryan Ellis leaving, it's going to open up more offensive opportunities for him. I know he was really solid in terms of like plus minus and like hits and stuff, but should chip in more offense this year. You got Vince Dunn, Seattle. I believe this is the first Seattle defenseman we have. So they expect him to be the top offensive option there. Um, I don't know how much I agree with that. I think uh, I know we'll get to Mark Giordano further down here. He might be the guy. So if you're getting a better value on him in the draft, probably take the guy with more value. Then obviously Rasmus Dahlin, Buffalo, they're just expecting a bounce back from him because he had a rough year last year. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can, uh, I guess we can finish the list off. What are your thoughts on the rest of the list? Okay, 41, Brent Burns, 42, Eric Carlson. Too low for both of those guys. Obviously, the Sharks have not been the best team, but those two guys are so talented offensively. Got to roll them right up the list a little bit. There's no reason all guys like Oliver Ekman, Larson, and Alec Martinez should be ahead of these two guys. They're so offensively talented. Brent Burns, for like he's led the Sharks in scoring before, and Eric Carlson did the same when he was in Ottawa. Um, yeah, these guys are talented. Obviously they had down years last year, but they can definitely bounce back. They're definitely more talented than a lot of the guys above them. So I, that's a little low for me. Those two definitely have them in the thirties or the twenties. Um, Mark Giordano, we just talked about should be a little bit higher. I might take him over Vince Dunn just cause he's going to be getting more ice time. They might put him on the top power play because of his shot. So I definitely like him. Philip Peronic, Detroit, should definitely break out uh, with Detroit becoming a better team. His plus minus should be more decent this year. So I definitely like him. Jamie Drysdale, Anaheim, should be getting more minutes next year. I like that. Jake Muzzin, Toronto. Yep, the second Toronto defenseman on here. Uh, should be getting a lot of playing time. He gets a lot of hits as well, so really good. Uh, Bowen Byram, Colorado. Obviously, a lot of Colorado defensemen here, but assuming he gets more ice time, I like him. Uh, Matt Grizzlick, Boston, really solid last year. I definitely like him. Adam Boquist, Columbus. Obviously, he went in the Seth Jones trade. Uh, so, you know, maybe being the second option in Columbus might be good for his stock. Then Jacob Slave in Carolina. Uh, he's a defensive defenseman. His plus minus is going to be good. But I don't know how many shots and points he's going to get. So uh, I don't know whether I'd put him in my top 50 just because of that. But I, I guess uh, they feel like he should be there. And then guys just outside. We got like. Colton Pareko, pretty solid. He gets hits and, and shots. And Noah Dobson from the Islanders. Eric Chernak from Tampa Bay. You got Justin Schultz, Washington. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Uh, Maurice Sider, Detroit. Uh, he's a rookie. Um, I guess we'll have to see how much he plays. Ryan Suter, Dallas. And Evan Bouchard, Edmonton. It's the same thing. He's a rookie. I guess we'll have to see how he plays. And then um, it looks like Shea Weber and Oscar Clefbaum won't play this year. So they move them out of the top 50, but yeah, um, definitely uh, I would change up these rankings. I know the next time we do these, I will definitely have a set of my own uh, prepped. I just want to take a look at uh, what, what an early ranking looked like. Um, and I guess just sort of share my thoughts, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I noticed you mentioned that um, Jacob Slavin potentially might not finish on a top 50 in fantasy this year so i noticed there are guys like uh, justin schultz he's it looks he that looks a little bit low to me for example or even like pareto or chernak so would you put like one of those guys um in the top 50 and then take slavin out um, yeah pareko i'd take schultz i'd probably take over him chernak maybe uh just depends because there's a lot of other defensemen tampa bay um 
Pareko and Schultz for sure. I'd probably take over Slavin just because you're not getting much offense from Slavin. So if you're in a categories league, he'll give you plus minus the occasional point here and there, maybe some hits. That's about it. Uh, you're not getting a lot from him. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, like you said, this is kind of an early look. So I guess as time goes on, um, it might change a little bit. I guess one other thing that I noticed is there are some players, um, they're listed as injured. So um, I guess just what are your thoughts on how that's that might affect fantasy? I think they just carry over their injury status from last season. Most of them should be good to go for next year. So um, I guess if you see injury beside them when you're starting your league, whether it's in Yahoo, whether it's in another site, then you should be concerned. I don't think you should really be concerned at this point, unless it's one of those two guys at the bottom, Weber or Clefbaum, those guys you shouldn't be drafting. All right. That sounds good. So you shouldn't, we shouldn't have to worry too much about the injuries, at least for now. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I guess that's about it. So do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, um, I guess uh, in terms of defense, uh, definitely uh, we've talked about um, taking uh, high-end defensemen early because obviously um, as you go down the board, it becomes a little bit thin in terms of the, the high-end production from defense. So I think if, if it, just looking at the top 24, we stop, like I guess, at Jeff Petrie, you want to grab at least two or three guys in the top 24 if you're in a standard 12-team league. Uh, definitely got to, I think they're, they're very similar, I guess, to running backs in fantasy football. Uh, within your first four um, picks, you probably want to have two of them, uh, just depending on, I guess, how much uh, stock you invest in like forwards or in goaltenders. But um, yeah, defense has always been one of those things that, that really helps you in fantasy if you invest in it early. Yeah, for sure. I guess there's like... Um... Usually in leagues, there's usually like at least one position that you should probably get um, somebody in that position as soon as as soon as possible. For example, like centers in the NBA, you you always want to get like a top ten center if you can get one. Uh, running backs in the NF, NFL, you would you want a good running back if you can get one. So, um, defensemen in the NHL, that's another one. Yeah, defensemen and goalies, I feel like. Forwards, um, it just, it honestly just depends. Uh, the top end ones, sometimes you want to grab them in the first round. I think the strategy is a little different. Maybe you usually grab a forward in the first round. Then maybe like second, third, and fourth round, you might grab a defenseman, a goalie, and then maybe another position that you really like. I think it's more, uh, there's more different strategies in hockey. I feel like football, there's like a universal strategy um that people use and then for basketball it's pretty similar as well you try and get a good mix but then for hockey uh some teams target more defensemen early some target a mix sometimes they target a goalie early uh, there's a lot more strategies that you can use there's not really one proven strategy that's good there's a lot of different uh good strategies i guess for hockey it's more like an art than a science you could say pretty much yeah and I guess um, that about wraps it up this week for um, everything NHL. Um, if you uh, liked what you watched, you can subscribe, um, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a review, give us your thoughts on who you think is going to be top 50 um, this year for fantasy hockey. Um, if you liked uh, listening to us, you can follow us on Spotify 
And you can follow us on Google Podcasts and Apple Music as well. And if you need some sports picks, you can follow us at FanFanPodcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.